Convenient, coordinated, high-quality health care. That's our focus. Keeping you up to date and informed. It's SMG Radio, brought to you by Summit Medical Group. Here's Melanie Cole. Are you at risk for a heart attack? Heart disease is the leading killer of Americans, but you don't have to be a victim of cardiovascular disease. If detected early, heart disease is treatable and is also preventable. My guest today is Dr. Andrew Beamer. He's the chief of cardiology at Summit Medical Group. Welcome to the show, Dr. Beamer. Let's start by talking about heart disease detection and how we would know if we have any sort of heart disease. What do you recommend people do? Well, there's... there's two different uh, situations. The first, of course, is if you're having symptoms, uh, and, and the symptom, main symptom that you have to watch out for is chest discomfort provoked by exertion and relieved by rest. And the, by chest discomfort, it can be anywhere between the belly button and the top of the head. And um, if you have that type of discomfort and it's provoked by exertion and relieved by rest, that is a potential warning sign, and you ought to get that evaluated right away. The second group of people that we worry about is is basically everybody. Um, More than half the people in the United States have at least one risk factor for heart disease. And we work hard to try to figure out how to focus on the right people to help prevent them from having problems. So people know these symptoms. We hear about heart disease and so many of the things that cause it. What are some of the risk factors you would like people to know are the main ones that you'd like them to change for prevention of heart disease? Well, you know, the biggest one is is no secret. Um, smoking triples your risk of having a heart attack. Smoking triples your risk of having heart disease and other vascular disease and multiplies your risk of having uh, lung cancer by ten per, uh, tenfold. So uh, smoking is obviously the big one. The, the it's not it's not really rocket science here. There's there's only a limited number of things that you have to watch out for. If you've got high blood pressure or diabetes, they should be well treated. Um, the uh, you know trying to keep yourself at your fighting weight, keeping your weight on, under control, exercising on a regular basis it doesn't have to be you know you don't have to be an athlete, but at least exercising on a regular basis will all reduce your risk of heart problems. So tell us about the stress test, which is still considered the gold standard. People hear all kinds of terminology thrown around, and they hear nuclear stress test, and they hear a treadmill stress test, and they're not sure what to expect. Well, you know, stress testing is a very useful test for helping sort out somebody who has symptoms, and it can be part of a screening package. Um, stress testing is... it, it, it poorly named. We should have called it an exercise evaluation or something to that effect. Basically, a basic stress test is a a situation where you are wired with uh, electrodes on your chest, just uh, 12 or 16, about 12 electrodes on your chest. And the uh, patient then or the, the person then gets on the treadmill and uh, we start out very slow at a walk, um, 1.7 miles per hour, not very fast at all. And if everything's going well, every three minutes we make it a little faster. There is no set length of time you have to go. If, if, you're, if you go five minutes and you're exhausted, that, that's a valid stress test. If, if, you go, if you're in shape and you end up going nine minutes or 15 minutes, that's fine too. And, and what we monitor during this is your electrocardiogram, your blood pressure, whether you're having any symptoms. Uh, 
and we get a lot of information from that. Okay, so people are doing these this exercise. Now, what do you recommend? First of all, they should wear good shoes. Are there limiting factors to what a stress test can tell you, Dr. Beamer, based on maybe somebody's, they're wearing poor shoes or they've never been much of an exerciser, it's tough for them, if the grade and incline has changed? Give us some of the basics. Well, you know, stress testing is very good at detecting whether you've got serious narrowings of the arteries, but it's not a particularly good test for detecting the very early signs, which is what, why we're going to talk about some other things later on. But the, the um, if people can't exercise very well, or if their electrocardiogram is already abnormal in certain ways, we will often do diff- more advanced uh, stress tests. Instead of just having them walk on the treadmill with an electrocardiogram, what we will sometimes uh, decide is necessary is we will have them do what's called a nuclear stress test. Nuclear stress test, the, the fundamental of the stress test is pretty much the same. We're, we're walking on a treadmill for the most part, but um, you get an IV in beforehand and uh, an injection of a very mildly radioactive tracer that lets us trace the blood flow in the heart, both at rest and then you get a second injection at peak exertion. And that lets us see what the blood flow is like when you're exerting yourself. The other uh, thing we can do is some t- if people really can't exercise at all, and we have reason to think that we need to be sure about whether they have blocked arteries, uh, we can do a stress test that's done basically with, a, with chemicals. It, it's, it doesn't make your heart pound or race or anything like that, and it's very, very safe. But... Uh, it um, makes the heart arteries behave as if you're exercising and lets us do the same same sort of imaging with the uh, nuclear images. And what's that one called, Dr. Beamer, for the listeners? Um, yeah, that, that, that's called a LexaScan. Uh, well, the brand name of the material is LexaScan stress test. Actually, people, the generic word would be to call it a pharmacologic nuclear stress test. So now we're going to go into prevention just a little bit. You have an early heart disease prevention program at Summit. Tell us a little bit about what this involves. Yeah. We, uh, you know, one of the things that we all struggle with is how to pick out the people who are at risk before they start having problems. You know, once somebody's had a heart attack or needed stents or bypass, you know, it's very easy to know that these are people you need to concentrate on in, in terms of reducing their risk factors, lowering their cholesterol and all that. But, of course, that's a little late, and we don't really want to pick people up that late. We want to pick people up before there's a problem. Um, stress testing is a useful part of that screening, uh, so that well, that's part of the package. We do a stress test, but stress testing can only go so far. If you have mild, mild narrowings before that they before they're bad enough to uh, limit blood flow, uh, then you will not pick it up on a stress test. And um, so we have for years been looking for something to combine with a stress test to uh, to be able to pick up those those more um, subtle blockages. And the, the the second piece then is what's called a coronary artery calcium score. Um, Although it has calcium in the word, in the name, and, and we do measure some calcium deposits, we don't really care that much about the calcium. What it is is a CAT scan of the heart, a very, very, very quick CAT scan uh, with just one breath hold and um, very low radiation dose that allows us to take pictures of the arteries that feed the heart and look for calcium deposits. You can only get calcium deposits in those arteries if you have some plaque. 
So by measuring the amount of calcium, we can tell how much plaque you have. And this test has been done on enough people that we know what's normal at different ages. We know what's bad news in terms of having a lot of it or having a, 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 a lot compared to other people your age. And we can then put people into risk groups by looking at this. And people have a lot of calcium. We tell them that we really need to focus on whether you've got a problem already and look at how to best reduce that risk. People have no calcium or very little calcium. We encourage them to continue a healthy healthy lifestyle, but they are really not at risk and are not at very much risk and, and don't need to uh, have all of the drugs thrown at them to try to lower their cholesterol and such as much. Dr. Beamer, people get their blood taken every year and they get their lipid profile and their cholesterol and those sorts of things are looked at. What about the inflammatory markers and what's their relationship to heart disease? Are you looking at those as predictors too? You know, they're, they're, we, we, we use them in some people, although if, if you look at the um, cholesterol and you look at the inflammatory markers and you look at calcium scoring and a variety of other testing that you might do, calcium scoring can actually reclassify people from a low risk to a high risk or high risk to low risk about 60% of the time. It's a very potent uh, test for being able to reclassify people. Um, the inflammatory markers can can make you more suspicious of a problem, uh, but they are not as potent a test in asymptomatic people or in, or in people who don't have known coronary disease. So I I do use them sometimes, although I don't use I, I don't think they have as much value in, an, in a in a screening population as the um, uh, as the calcium score does. In terms of the cholesterol, we actually will often do. You know, depending on the patient, the person's history and family history, we'll often do uh, more advanced lipid testing than the usual uh, testing, uh, where we actually look at the the number and size of of the LDL particles and such. That that's you know that can for most people that doesn't add that much new information. But when people have a family history or some evidence of having uh, vascular disease already. You can, I'd say about between 10 and 20% of people, we find out that the regular test isn't giving us the whole story. So in just the last few minutes, Dr. Beamer, give the listeners your best advice for preventing heart disease, cardiovascular disease, taking an exercise stress test, and the early prevention program at Summit. Well, the, the, the basics are, are easy, the, you know, you know, keep yourself at your, at your fighting weight, don't don't uh, don't let yourself get become obese. Uh, obesity, as we know, is a uh, an epidemic in the United States. That's the first thing. Uh, second thing is exercise on a regular basis. Uh, I, I can't neglect to mention smoking. If you are a smoker, get help to quit as soon as you possibly can. Um, it's never too late to quit. But um, you know, if you don't smoke, don't start. Um, that's a again that triples your risk of heart disease. Um, and, and, those, and then to be aware of the symptoms of, of, of heart disease, of, in particular for coronary artery disease, of um, uh, be aware of you know, chest discomfort provoked by exertion, relieved by rest, is the, the, the hallmark, the danger sign. In terms of the, the early heart disease screening program, we actually have at Summit now have put together a package of early heart disease screening that includes a stress test, a calcium score, a, um, uh, a 
blood cholesterol testing if you haven't had it already, a screen for diabetes. Um, and that package, uh, I think it's sensible to do around age 50 if you're a man and someplace between 55 and 60 if you're a woman. Or if you have a family history of heart disease, I would say do it probably 10 years earlier than your family history. If dad died at 50, then, you're, then if you're a 40-year-old man, you ought to be looking at it. Because you don't want to wait until the uh, plaque has developed so far that you already have a problem. You want to jump in and start modifying your risk factors in advance of that. Thank you so much. It is absolutely great advice. Thank you so much, Dr. Beamer. You're listening to SMG Radio. And for more information, you can go to summitmedicalgroup.com. That's summitmedicalgroup.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.